This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath. Beautiful Thursday, February 13th. Hey, it's our lucky day. It's going to be your lucky day, guys, if you remember that tomorrow's February 14th, but moving right along. We're glad you've taken time to be with us. We are a morning or drive-time devotion. Do one in the afternoon as well, uh, where uh, you get into the Word of God, learn some Scripture. It will jumpstart your day because uh, the Bible is a good thing to start your day out with. And really, it's just not the Bible, it's God. Spending some time with the Lord, spending some time, you know, reading the Bible, talking to Him, and just having a morning devotion, I think it's a powerful way to start your day. And so if you don't know how to do that, we've got a way for you to do that. What we do is we read a chapter of the Bible, spend some time uh, with the Lord in the morning. Then we come down to our studio that we have here in the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center. We read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever uh, God leads us to talk about in the chapter. My co-host today is Pastor David Gammon. Welcome, Pastor David. Hey, how's it going, Pastor Dan? Good, man. What's up? I'm super excited. Uh, I'm excited about this chapter. I'm excited about everything we got going on at East Coast, man. We got a bunch of stuff going on. It's good stuff. Seems super fun. Yeah. So, yeah, man, life's going great. Awesome. Good. So tell folks how they get involved. Well, we want you guys to jump in. Um, this is a great, like Pastor Aaron was saying, this is a, a great way to get into the Word of God. And one way to do it is go to our website. That's eccc.us. That's eccc.us, and you'll see a morning breath icon. Go ahead and click on that. But the best way to get anything East Coast is just go to your um, app store provider, wherever your mobile apps are, and get the East Coast app. It's a white cross with a blue background. Put an East Coast on there, and you should be able to get it right away. You'll be able to see morning breath. Um, the the chapters we've gone into, the chapters we're going to go into, if you miss a day, man, it's a great way to catch up. And also, you can listen to it whenever is best convenient for you. So yeah. it's a super powerful tool. Or you can just call the church at 321-452-1060. Hit zero. You'll speak to a human being, and we'll take care of you however best suits you. Yeah, that'd be awesome. It's so uh, only got one thing going on. And first of all, I'll tell you what it's about. Uh, it's a it's a race that we help sponsor with Merritt Island High School, and it's one that we use for two purposes. All, all the fun, all the all the funds that are raised through this race go to helping youth. One is Project Graduation for the seniors to have a great, safe place to you know celebrate their graduation, and two is for youth to go to youth camp uh, here at the East Coast Christian Center Youth Camp we do each year. And so uh, great event, great reason. Even if you're not going to show up, you could still support it by, you know, getting uh, getting involved in, uh, you know, signing up for the yeah. race is what it boils down to. So what, when is it and what are the details, Pastor David? Uh, the Cuban 5K is actually this Saturday. It's not too late to sign up either. It's February 15th. It's going to be at 8 a.m. at our Merritt Island location, and that's at 680 Courtney Parkway. Um, the race will start at 8 and there will be uh it will have drinks and and different stuff for after the race you know how they have the There'll oranges be prizes and, and all prizes. that stuff sure yeah so that's 8 to 11 and if you need more information go to our website as well and that's e forward slash events also there's a giant banner 
for the 5K on the front of our webpage. We want you to run. We want you to support. Support the high school. Support the youth. I'll tell you And you, right you can now, walk, too. You I can mean, walk. Yeah, you can yep. walk. One year, I'm, I'm going to ride my side-by-side. Side, that sounds <laughs> like hard work. <laughs> yeah, one year, my wife and I um, just loaded the kids up in a, in a stroller, and we just walked the whole thing together, and it was yeah. super fun. Uh, yeah. Super fun to do. And there'll be family. lots of people walking. Tons. Yeah, lots of people running, lots of people walking. So one year, we had one of the youth. We went down, um, Courtney, and he actually ran it for a little bit, walked into McDonald's, ordered himself breakfast, and then finished and walked, finished the race. Did he actually finish the race or just come back? He came back. He oh, okay, came yeah, back. Yeah, he, he just did, came back. I wouldn't yeah. say he was racing. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I got it. I got it. He came back. Well, we're glad he came back. And uh, yeah, McDonald's is not on the route it's anymore. It's not on because the route We changed anymore. the route because of that. It's not on the route anymore. Yeah, it but... doesn't go down Courtney because it really, actually, it cost us too much money to stop the kind of traffic and manage Courtney because that's a big deal to get that done. And so we go back yeah. through the neighborhoods. Uh, back behind the church and, and through that area. And as fun as that story is, um, even better is the stories that we get from uh, what this helps put on, like Pastor Dan was saying, with camp, yeah. seeing the breakthrough that happens. Yep. When um, when the youth get away from their normal environments for a week and get to press into Jesus yep. in a healthy community, those stories are, are life-changing. And, and a lot of actually the, the young ones that we have around our church and on our staff and doing great things at East Coast um, got their start at camp. So we're yep. super excited about this. Yep. Super cool. Anyway, we'd love to have you involved in that. So we're going to get into the chapter. I'm going to be reading the New King James, and we're in Luke chapter 13. And uh, I'm going to read through verse 17. Okay. Will that work for you? What are you reading? Um, I'm going to read New King James as well. Okay. Pretty, then we'll be consistent. Yep. And I'll read from 18 to the end of the chapter. There we go. All right, Pastor Dan. Then I say to you, read, sir. There were present at that season some who told him about the Galileans who blood, whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And Jesus answered and said to them, Do you suppose that these Galileans were worse sinners than all other Galileans because they suffered such things? I tell you no. But unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Or those 18 on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were worse sinners than all other men who dwelt in Jerusalem, I tell you no, but unless you repent, you all likewise perish. He also spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking food on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, Look, for three years I have come seeking food on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? But he answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone this year also until I dig around it and fertilize it. And if it bears fruit, well, but if not... After that, you can cut it down. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years, but was bent over and could not in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loose from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. And he said to the crowd, There are six days on which men ought to work. Therefore, come and be healed on them and not on the Sabbath day. The Lord then answered him and said, Hypocrite, does not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his, loose his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it away to water it? So ought not this woman, be being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan is bound? Think of it. For 18 years, be loose from this bound bond on the Sabbath. 
And when he had said these things, all his adversities were put to shame. All his adversaries, let me get this right, were put to shame, and all the multitude rejoiced for the glorious things that were done by him. Then he said, What is the kingdom of God like, and to who shall I compare it? It is like a mustard seed which a man took and put in a garden, and it grew and became a a large tree, and the birds of the air nested in its branches. And he said, and again, he said, to what shall I like the kingdom of God? It is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till it was all leavened. And when he went through the cities and villages teaching and journeying towards Jerusalem, then one said to him, Lord, are there few who are saved? And he said to them, strive to enter through the narrow gate for many, I say to you, will seek and seek to enter and will not be able when once the master of the house has risen up and shuts the door you begin to stand outside and knock at the door saying lord lord open for us and he will answer and say to you i do not know you where are you from then you will begin to say we ate and drank in your presence and you taught in our streets but he will say i tell you i do not know you where you are from depart from me all you workers of iniquity there there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, and you will see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and yourself thrust out. They will come from the east and the west, from the north and the south, and sit down in the kingdom of God. And indeed, there are last, indeed, there are last who will be first, and there are first who will be last. On that very same day, on that very day, on that very day, some Pharisees came and said to him, Get out and depart from here, for Herod wants to kill you. And he said to them, Go and tell that fox, Behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow and the third day. I shall be I shall be perfected. Nevertheless, I must journey today, tomorrow, and the following day, for it cannot be that a prophet should perish outside of Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, O Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I want to gather your children together as hens gather her brood under her wings, but you are not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. And surely I say to you, you shall not see me until the time comes when you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Amen. Wow, what, what portion stood out to you in this chapter? It's kind of a little bit of a tricky chapter in the sense of uh, there's some uh, there's some tough things going on, you know, in the sense of, uh, you know, sinners and repent and, you know, resistance to what Jesus is doing and, and that. But there's also some cool things going on with people getting healed and, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus telling uh uh, saying some 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 pretty uh, theological things are going yeah. on in this chapter as well. So what kind of jumped out to me when I was reading this was the part um, because the the part where Jesus is responding to the people that knew him or that actually they were knocking on the door after the master had mm. shut it. That really jumped out to me because it's I don't know about you guys I don't want to be one of those people. Oh. So I put myself in their shoes and I say how do I not be you? Yeah. Um, and I thought to myself I looked at what the context of how they approached him. And the context of how they approached him was, we ate and drank with you, and you taught in our streets. Well, you know what? Partying with somebody and watching somebody on the TV or just watching somebody from a distance from the street is not being a disciple. You know, when when I get to Jesus' feet, I want there to be a whole different conversation, but there'll be a whole different picture. It'll be me on my face 
hoping to hear, well done, good and faithful. Servant. Yeah. Not party, distance, servant, obedient. That my life and my relationship with Christ isn't based off of the culture, but it's based off my obedience to him. Well, you know, this almost sounds like they believe that salvation comes by association. Mm. You know, you're hanging with them. Amen. You know, I hung with him, so, you know, I... I, uh, for example, I know somebody who was a chaplain for an NFL team, and uh, they were actually invited by another team to come and speak to them. And so when they went and spoke to him, you know, uh, but I've never heard this guy say, yeah, I'm a, uh, you know, I don't want, I don't want to say the names of the teams, but I'm a, you know, I'll just use Denver Broncos because they're my team. It wasn't the one he was a chaplain of. Well, I'm a Denver Bronco. Well, because you're a chaplain and you go, I mean, I've been a chaplain for Brevard Community College's baseball team before. Mm -hmm. I don't say I'm part of the BCC, uh, you know, it's Eastern Eastern Florida Florida now. I don't say, hey, I'm I'm, I'm Eastern Florida State alumni. Well, I actually am because I went when I got out of high school or, you know, no, I didn't. That was, where am I at? I mean, what city I'm in. But I could have been, but I'm not. I don't claim that just because I associated with a bunch of guys. I don't claim to be a baseball player because I was a chaplain of a baseball team. I don't claim to be a you know a football player even because I was a flag football coach. Right. Association, you know, I hang with some pretty cool dudes that surf. I'm not a surfer. Yep. You know, just because I park the, my car in the garage doesn't make my car a garage. You know, or just because I park my bike in the garage doesn't make my bike a car. You know, association is not um, not what makes you uh, part of the kingdom of God. It is it is that you come be, uh, end up in a relationship with Jesus. You submit yourself to Him, and you are that which leads to discipleship. You're doing what He said. I also think uh, He comes and and He covers another part with genealogy where he says they'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and yourselves thrust out. What you see here is he's talking about, you know, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We're talking about the Jewish, the start of the Jewish nation, how how Jesus, God got it started. And these are Jews saying, hey, let us in. We're part of the family. Mm-hmm. Well, how are you part of the family? Through genealogy. It's not true. You know, just because your grandma knew Jesus doesn't mean that you're a Christian. Come on. Just because your mom and dad knew Jesus doesn't mean you were a Christian. I have somebody in my family that ran the longest-running theological school in the history of Germany. Wow. Uh, A Stahlbaum. He was actually a disciple of Plato, believe that or not. Um, And you know what? My family were heathens from him on out until they hit me again. And uh, so, you know, and I'm only not a heathen by the grace of God. Amen. Genealogy or, you know, a relationship, just because your grandma's a, uh, a Christian doesn't make you gra- a, a Christian. Mm-hmm. Your grandma's probably praying for you if she's still alive, but you're not a Christian until you submit your heart and life to Christ. And so there's quite a bit of that going on here as well. And then it talks about this uh, dynamic of Jew and Gentile coming into the kingdom and says, you know, there'll be some who come from the east, the west, the north, and the south. They'll sit down in the kingdom of God, and the first will be last, and the last will be first. And it's almost like opening up, and and we talk about, he talks, opens, not opens, with, but about chapter, uh, verse 6, he talks about the parable of the barren fig tree. 
And it almost seems like this parable compared to other parables gets cut off short as if he doesn't finish it. We see a master, we see a vineyard tender, we see all of that. And in the, in the conversation of the fig tree, it's like, well, you know, I've come here for three years and I haven't seen um, any fruit come from this. I haven't seen a fig, but the, the keeper is like, wait, give it one more year. And, and if not, then, then cut it down. Well, if we were disciples following Jesus, we would understand that this is kind of a, an ongoing theme of what Jesus has when he's speaking to his people of this type of vineyard, this type of, uh, of producing analogy that's on running. So he doesn't really actually stop short with them. He's kind of saying, hey, listen, and this is what really jumped out to me in it is there needs to be um, some change in your life when you've encountered Jesus. You can't just grab grace and then feel like, cool, I've got my fire insurance. I'm going to run right back into the world. All right. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say you're going to go to hell. All right. But it definitely says that there is definitely a a time limit on how much before you're going to experience some death in your life. You can't keep looking at websites that you shouldn't be looking at and expect it not to bring death into your into your marriage or into your relationships. Into you can't, you know, imagine your wife looking over your shoulder. Uh huh. Or your husband, if 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 it's from a female thing, what would that do to them? You know, you you just can't keep getting away with right. stuff like that. I, and I've learned some of that the hard way, not with porno, pornographic stuff, but in my life, I learned some of that the hard way. And when you hurt your family like that, that <coughs> you hurt them in an instant, and sometimes it takes years to see that healed and set free. And the other part was the 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 tender, the the vineyard mm. worker. You know, we need to be responsible on some level for the people around us to help them get breakthrough to get that fruit. Because it took him standing in the way and saying, wait, don't cut it down now. Give me another year with them. Maybe you need to start a small group for some of the people around you that you're not seeing fruit for. I've never seen it that way. I think that's good. And it's like, ah, it's like, man, because I don't want anybody in my story from 1980 until I go home to be with Jesus Mm. for me not to give 100% to get fruit from them. And and cool. and whether you're the tree or you're the the vineyard tender or the the fig tree tender, we have a role, and this is God's story because I want to see Him. You know, I want to see that Jesus just change the people's lives throughout everything. Yeah, when it looks at you know this story of the fig tree, and many people uh, believe uh, this is talking about Jerusalem mm. because it it says you know earlier about the Galileans and what happened to them. And then the 18 of the tower fell on them in Jerusalem. And uh, Jesus says, do you think they're worse sinners because of this terrible tragedy that happened in their life? And a couple of things that's going on there that I take out of that is, you know, there are those that would say, you know, Katrina, Cat 5 storm broke, you know, uh, three different levels, levees, flooding resulted in death and destruction. Uh, that that was God's judgment on, you know, uh, New Orleans and, and things like that. And I don't believe that. I believe that when God judges and in the final days, uh, w- the earth will be judged again and uh, that that God doesn't do partial. Mm-hmm. In Amen. other words, when God did Sodom and Gomorrah, he wiped it out completely. It's gone. Um, yeah, it, it was it was ashes. It turned into maybe the Dead Sea. Um, the same thing in in this situation here. It says, oh, they find this fig tree that's not bearing any fruit. And when destruction comes to it, the the gardener steps up and says, uh, no, don't do it. Let me do something to stop it. 
And I think that's a picture of Jesus. Amen. And it's Jesus saying, look, I'm making an offer to Jerusalem to turn to me. But if they don't, 70 AD is still coming. Mm -hmm. And so there's a different sort of picture here of God's judgment. I believe, at least this is my belief on it, that God's direct hand of judgment no longer falls on people we still reap what we sow. We still uh, have an effect of if you drive drunk, you can kill yourself and other people who don't deserve it. But that the judgment from the direct hand of God fell on Jesus. And now we're just a lot of times reaping the fruit of our own stupid behavior mm-hmm. and, and the world's stupid behavior and the world's stupid decisions. And we could go on and on with the crazy stuff that's going on in the world today. But that right now we're dealing with God is a deliverer of, of people involved in destruction. And then the next story it goes into, I think, affirms that when it shows a woman with a spirit of affirmity 18 years. She was bent over and no way could raise herself up. And Jesus called her and said, woman, you are loose from your infirmity. And then said, who Satan had bound low these 18 years. You guys, uh, don't you think she should be loose from her bond on the Sabbath? And it shows you where Jesus stands on this kind of stuff. Some people might say, well, that's God's judgment on her. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's the broken world trying to kill, steal, and destroy. And the devil trying to kill, steal, and destroy. And Jesus is here setting us free from the, uh, from the enemy's destruction and the judgment that the world has to offer. Why? Because Jesus offered us mercy instead. Well, I love... Right after that, they try and get him to stop working the kingdom of heaven. And and they're like, yeah. hey, you got to do that on the Sabbath. So they used uh, a twisted relationship, which is called religion. They tried to use a religion on him to shut him up. Yeah. He's like, um, no. Then he flipped on him and says, wouldn't you even loose your donkey to go water it? And then they... St- turn around, they're trying to use politics and fear and political correctness on them yes. and say, hey, Herod's telling you, you need to be quiet. I love this yeah. because in in my translation version, not the New King James with my own mind, he says, you go tell him to shove it up his nose because <laughs> I'm going to keep doing what my father has sent me to do. Yeah. He says that. He says, go tell that fox, behold. And behold isn't a light word. That's like, he's declaring. He's Look like, here. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I've come. He like, Jesus is making another temple table tossing stand right now. Yeah. He's saying, I'm not going to back down. My father told me to do this, and this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to cast out demons. I'm going to perform cures today and tomorrow. And then he says, and the third day. He is like saying, I'm not only going to do this. I'm not only going to throw out demons. I'm not only going to heal. But he's alluding to, you have no idea how much of a fight I am picking right now. But it's not with Herod. It's with actually how he alludes to later on with the, the God small g of this world who comes right before he goes to the garden, that he's overthrowing everything the devil has done and our disobedience has done. You see, Jesus is on a mission, and God has a mission for you too. And we see it here by starting with that submission of our lives to Jesus and to God. Good. And it's powerful. We can stand in front of religion, and we can stand in front of political correctness and other fears, and we can do what God has called us to do. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And, you know, even this thing where it's talking about the gate's narrow. It's not saying it's narrow in the sense of, uh, you know, not many people are going to get through. He's saying it's narrow in the sense of there's only one way to get through. That's good. And that's the Jesus way. Now, it is probably true not that many people in relationship to the entire world are going to get through, but that's because many people won't receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior and believe in him as the only way, not one of many ways, but the only way, not one of many roads, but the only road. 
And you might say, well, are you saying this about the Jews or are you saying this about uh, Muslims? Are you saying this about Buddhists? Are you saying, you know, they, they don't have it right? I'm actually, yes, so that's what yes, I'm saying. Amen and yes. I, I'm not trying to be uh, high and mighty, but what I am saying is it, it wouldn't be fair for me to, out of political correctness, to say, yeah, they're okay when they're not okay. The truth is there is one name under heaven by which men are saved, and that is the name Christ Jesus. We'll be back in a minute. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. East Coast Christian Center would like to invite you to join us on a 10-day Israel Bible study tour led by co-pastors Dan and Matt Staubaum. The trip will take place March 9th through the 18th, 2020. The total cost is $3,995. For more info or to register, sign up at eccc.us slash Israel trip. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson, and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend, Mike Green, and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know that Moments Matter, our first single from the EP, is out now. You can buy, stream, or share it now on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere music is sold, or check out willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility, located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Verse 34 says, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, but you were not willing. Here Jesus is speaking uh, to Jerusalem, 
and saying how, how badly they've kind of handled things. You're the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. But then he says, on top of that, how often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, but you were not willing. You know, a lot of times we say, okay, you know, it's the will of God for this to happen or that to happen. Right here, we see the will of God expressed. In fact, in another gospel, it says that Jesus wept, and the reason he wept was because of this situation. Here's the will of God. He wants to gather you. Hmm. Jerusalem, he wants to pull you together. He wants to guard you and protect you as a hen gathers her chicks. But you were not willing. Hmm. See, your house is left to you desolate. And what happened to them happened to them not because it was God's will. It happened to them because they refused God's will That's good. and went their own way. So I'd just encourage you today, man, go, go with God because he's got favor, blessing, and life for you. God bless you. Have a great day. See you, David. See you, Pastor. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.